0: Hello and welcome to Tea and Chat, the British English podcast that you can listen to anytime and anywhere. Hello and welcome to another episode of Tea and Chat. How is your year going so far? We're now two weeks into 2020 and personally, I've really been enjoying it. I've been feeling very, very motivated to do lots of things. So I've been keeping myself very, very busy. And I'm also working on a secret project at the moment that I just can't wait to share with you. Don't worry, I've been given a few sneak peeks over on my Instagram, but it won't be long till the product is released. So I think it's something that you're really, really going to love. Today, we have another interview. This time it's with my friend, Jess. She has a very, very British accent, so I hope you enjoy listening to us. And without further ado, let's start. Hello, Jess, and welcome to Tea and Chat. Thank you so much for being on the podcast here today. Would you start by introducing yourself a little bit for the listeners? Hi, I'm Jess, an animator from the UK. How do we know each other?
1: We've been long friends since sixth form, which is like years and years ago.
0: Yeah, I, I feel like a lot of the listeners probably don't know what sixth form is. We we say sixth form or college, which is school when you're like 16 to 18. So sixth form is kind of like college, but you're integrated into a school environment, whereas college is a separate entity. It's like a separate uh institute that you go to. But both are school for between the ages of 16 to 18 when you do your A-levels. So me and Jess... We met in sixth form, um, and so that was around the age of sixteen. And what did we study together?
1: Photography.
0: <laughs> Photography. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I don't know how that turned out, but you know.
1: <laughs> well, it, well, it helped me out for when I, in animation, for doing stop motion and stuff.
0: Yeah, that's cool. I I don't really use it nowadays. Yeah. I enjoy yeah exactly it's more like a hobby I enjoy using my camera you know yeah but just as a hobby but for you for you it definitely helped I guess that's cool so how many years is that in total five years I think um maybe six years five or six years we've known each other for feels like it's six yeah probably six years now so when you say it like that, yeah, it definitely makes it sound like a long time ago, but it doesn't feel like a long time ago for no, me. It no, no, but cool, six years. We've known each other for six years. It must
1: be six, because yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty certain it's six years. <laughs>
0: um, Jess is also going to be one of my bridesmaids. So you recently heard an interview from Yukari, who is another one of my bridesmaids, and I will be interviewing my third and final bridesmaid soon as well on the podcast. Um, But Jess, continue to tell us a bit about yourself. So
1: I studied animation for three years at a university in Falmouth, which is located in Cornwall, which is like the most south you can go in United Kingdom. And so it's by the seaside and it's a nice countryside area and everyone's very friendly. Um, so I did that. And then from doing that, I then managed to get a job doing animations for a mental health company. And like near like the other side of London to where I live. They are situated within Pinewood Studios. So I get to see and hear what happens while I work for the other company. But yeah, so it's been very interesting. Um. So yeah. So I help them make animations. Okay, so I help them create um animations that help to make people realise what mental health really is about, and it's not just a stigma and a, a label that people give, and it's got more depth to it, and the, the other side that people don't see, basically.
0: So what type of mental health issues uh well the
1: the episode that we're working on at the moment involves um how um alcohol can affect your brain and stuff like that so we we do like alcohol abuse and um I don't know like smoking stuff like that.
0: And making animation, it takes a long time, right? So, how long does it take for each episode?
1: <laughs> it's taking a while because <laughs> it's only me animating. So,
0: oh, okay,
1: yeah.
0: You don't have anyone helping you out?
1: No, because the other two do the social side, and then um, the rest of the team works with actual clients who have these problems.
0: Okay. And then, well, that's-
1: yeah so they actually have patients and stuff at, at the place as well
0: yeah so how long are the episodes
1: they're like 3 to 4 minute long episodes that will be shown on the like on the internet sort of thing we're okay. hoping to get bbc3 involved in um commissioning them we're okay. putting them a pitch a, yeah a pitch bible currently at the moment
0: pitch bible yeah um,
1: it's a um it's like a document with designs and like short clips and stuff to show what you have planned and okay. to sell the product that you want to sell like so like the animation so you'll send them like a five to ten second clip of a scene or something that will capture what the whole um animation series could be is about i mean oh
0: so you're trying to sell them like a whole series and not just yeah, one episode so it's like
1: how you pitch a script or
0: yeah
1: a tv film but it's called a bible because you have to add so much more documents and stuff so they can see what the characters look like and yeah
0: okay that makes sense that's really cool especially if you get the bbc involved for sure but you were saying like each episode's around three to four minutes so Three to four minutes of animation, does that take a few hours, a few days, a few weeks, a few months?
1: It takes a few
0: months, not a few days. Well, yeah, for one person, I'm sure. One person, <laughs> yeah. But
1: if it was like a whole team of like 20 or more, like you could do that in probably in like a, a month and a half, if that less, okay. depending on how detailed your animation is.
0: Uh-huh it's still a long time though right yeah and is there anything else that you do beside animating
1: um I also do foley which is um how you create the sound effects that you might see in films and tv so e.g like um someone breaking your phone you might get um a bit of celery and snap it in half and you do stuff like that and you would do it in time to the actual film and animation that you are working with and you have to do it like literally precisely so that it fits with the film
0: yeah time Um, it right
1: yeah timing timing is very key to that so I do um on the side as well so do you do
0: it for like films or also just for like
1: I've been doing it for a few feature films um, so far. I'm hoping to do more, like, actual animations and stuff because I'm going to do the, the Foley for the animations we're working on currently.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. Do you have a preference? Do you prefer, like, animating to Foley or Foley to animating?
1: Oh, well, I do prefer Foley, but it's not an easy thing to get into over here mm. as it is. It's quite a lot easier to get into everywhere else, by the sounds of it. Um, but, yeah.
0: So there aren't many opportunities?
1: No. Okay.
0: What do you mean well, everywhere I, else? if you worked in, like, another European country or, like, in America or something?
1: Um, more – they seem to do it quite a lot in South Korea and in Japan and places like that.
0: Oh, that's interesting. Like, in the TV shows? Yeah
1: they have it in the dramas and everything they even mention it often
0: that's so funny because I've watched some Korean drama and I can totally see that they're like obsessed with sound effects like it's actually (laughs) it's actually like crazy it's over the top right because like normally I feel like for us we only do sound effects like when it's when it's needed if you know what I mean like someone drops something whereas like in Korean drama it's like there's just constantly sound effects that like aren't even related to what's happening it's more just for (laughs) like added dramatic effects kind of to get a reaction out of the audience I never even thought about that before that's kind of interesting (laughs) yeah
1: I didn't think about that but my mate from uni um she loves Japanese and Asian like horror films and stuff Mm. so she's seen and a lot of dramas so she's she's seen a lot of um things like where they've used that quite often and so she showed me quite a lot of clips and stuff
0: okay yeah. but you don't like to watch that yourself <laughs>
1: Uh I don't really have the time to to be fair
0: so what made you get into this career like why did you decide to do it did something inspire you
1: well I only ended up doing animation because I don't know what I was watching on the TV at the time but I was watching something and it was it was a stop-motion type of thing mm-hmm. it might have been Wallace and Gromit, but I'm not sure I don't think it was at the time but I was like thinking people are being paid to do this I wonder if there's a, a course where I could do this and use oh. all the like creative skills I've already learned and take them on to try and um, see if I can get into it and so that's how I ended up researching and then finding out the right uni to go to and doing that, basically.
0: That makes sense. So while you were in sixth form, you were like obviously looking into what to study in university and then you came yeah. up with this idea. Yeah. But it sounds like you enjoy what you do, so it sounds like you made a good choice. Do you think it's something yeah. like you you want to continue in the future, you just want to keep like working on it and trying new things?
1: I wanna, obviously, I wanna do different types of styles of animation and stuff, but I wanna keep it mainly two D because I'm a more two D artist okay. than three D. But um, yeah, I'd I'd see myself carrying on doing it, but I wanna incorporate more Foley into everything, though.
0: Would you give any advice to anyone who's like maybe interested in animation or Foley and like you were saying you weren't sure if there was like a course you had to do but you ended up going to university instead so like can you just like complete some short course do it or do you have to like go to university to study for it
1: um there is courses online but you have to pay but that's not the same and you don't get the teamwork and everything it's like when you go into a proper job you'll be in a in a team and and so you'll do one part of it, like the layouts, and then that will get handed down to, like, the, I don't know, like the rough animators and stuff like next. So it's important that even though you can go and do it without having to go to uni, going to uni itself is very useful no matter what degree you do, just for the the fact that you, you can get to grips of life basically and being away from family and stuff and working out what you need to do and stuff I would definitely try it out for a year and if it wasn't for you do a separate course because there is that courses out there there's many books out there on animation and stuff also when you go to a uni and do it you work out quite quickly what type of animation you want to do if you want to do 2d 3d stop motion um I don't know like abstract stuff like that um there's many different
0: specialties yeah there's
1: so many different specialties out there if you go to uni you can try them all it's it's a bit harder to do that when you're not actually at a uni because they won't you won't you'll have to go out there and find the facilities which is actually quite good still but trying to do that whilst trying to learn at the same time but then if you haven't got the time or the money to, I understand why you would do that but yeah. yeah
0: so there's there's a few different ways that you can get into it basically it's not just like a one one no move. it's not yeah
1: it's not moving
0: okay um
1: fairly I wouldn't know <laughs> um because I I basically taught myself that from doing animation at uni that I didn't know about Foley until I did animation at uni and it was doing that that um led me to find out what it was and pursue it a bit more myself basically yeah, yeah. That
0: makes sense yeah one thing leads to another yeah what is your f- like you mentioned like you watch some stop motion um maybe tv shows and movies what are like, your favourites or do you have a uh, one favourite that you would recommend people to watch?
1: I'd definitely recommend to see Isles of Dogs because that's quite a recent one. You would not realise how much detail and time went into those props. And when you see it on the screen, it, it's there for a second, but they spent hours and hours creating those backdrops and everything. <laughs> so yeah. everything has been very thoroughly thought through before they've animated it. And I can't wait because Chicken Run 2 is coming out soon Oh, as well. no, don't that's tell me that. No
0: Chicken Run 2. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: me and-, gonna-
0: oh, no. <laughs> me and, and Adam constantly have, like, this running joke, actually, with yeah. his family, too, because I say that C- Chicken Run is a Christmas movie because yeah. – in England, it's always played around Christmas time, right? It's, it's like the yeah. same with Wallace and Gromit. It's Wallace and Gromit, and Chicken Run, they're always play. And I told him this, like, you know, like last year or something, and he, he was laughing at me. He was like, "How is Chicken Run a Christmas movie?" And then his dad and his whole family are laughing at me. And then I, I don't actually like Chicken Run. I mean, I don't mm-hmm. know. I haven't seen it since I was a child, but I, I think I got bored of always seeing it on TV and stuff. So I'm not, like, a fan of it. So every Christmas they're like, oh, we're going to put on chicken run, like, to to annoy <laughs> you. And they think it's hilarious. And I'm like, please, no, it's not fair. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, I guess why you see it as a Christmas film is because it's always put out at Christmas. Yeah. The film itself is not very Christmassy. <laughs>
0: no, it's not. There's no, like, no. Christmas theme at all. I guess-
1: they do that because they know they've got the kids there, they've got the parents there. Every, yeah. At this time of the year, everyone's actually at home and they will be watching it. So they know they'll get the viewings.
0: Yeah.
1: So if you that out during the year, hardly any people are going to watch it because it will be mainly adults if that, that are available to watch it. Yeah,
0: that's the thing. So, yeah. TV between like America, Canada, UK, it's very different. Like in yeah. Canada, like if they were to play Christmas films, it would just be like Christmas films. Whereas like mm. we just play like anything that's like for children, probably like Shrek as well and stuff like yeah. that, you know? And like <laughs> we was all... it was. <laughs>
1: yeah, she was on, I think.
0: Yeah, I can imagine. And also like we have a lot of Christmas specials for all of our TV shows. And I don't mm-hmm. think they do that. They they don't have that at all. But like we're, we're pretty big on that. Like it's quite normal that most British families on Christmas Day in the evening, they'll like sit around this telly and watch like Christmas specials. And Like I feel like here they just watch like more like Christmas movies, whereas we just have like children's movies on in the daytime and in the evening everyone wants to watch like the Doctor Who special or like uh, Call the Midwife special. I don't know, whatever you watch, like Christmas special version of it and then that's kind of our tradition, I guess.
1: They did a Gavin and Stacey special.
0: This year? Like a new one? Yeah,
1: they did a, a one-off thing.
0: Wow, that's shocking because it's been such yeah. a long time. <laughs> I know. I'll have to find it. I would definitely want to watch it. I'm actually watching Christmas specials at the moment. Um, uh, I can't watch BBC from where I am, but I can sneakily watch like Channel 4 and ITV. So um, yeah. Channel 4, I can watch. That was like the big fat quiz of the year. That's what I'm watching at the moment because it's two hours long. So <laughs> I'm taking yeah. some time to watch that. And then um, there's like Child Genius Christmas special, which I love Child Genius. <laughs> and, um, Great British Bake Off Christmas special. I love Great British Bake Off. So as everyone knows, I feel like I mentioned that TV show every single episode. But...
1: They filmed that by me. What do you mean? They filmed that at Pinewood
0: the great british bake-off
1: yeah i saw them i saw the tent and stuff
0: really (laughs) i thought that was like out in the countryside somewhere
1: no they have gardens at pinewood studio
0: wow so it's actually is it by pinewood or they just film it there
1: no they film it in within it like in their gardens
0: that's pretty cool see jess gets to see all these famous celebrities and stuff too (laughs) (laughs) You said Pinewood Studios is in charge of uh, James Bond, right? That's their most famous film, I think you said. Yeah. yeah. So she gets to see, like, Daniel Craig and stuff. Yeah, I've been him. Don't, don't. You said you've met him?
1: <laughs> no, I
0: haven't. Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Fair
1: I'm buying that area but I've never seen him well
0: it's cool it's cool she's Mm. she has one of those cool jobs (laughs) everyone (laughs) I interview has a pretty cool job to be honest it's kind of interesting um Mm. but yeah so Jess it kind of struck me so thank you for talking about your job but it kind of struck me like you were saying about you know going to university is good just for the experience of like moving out from home um experiencing adulthood I guess living life on your own for the first time I mean you were living um in pharma for four years right yeah yeah and it's quite a long time when you think about it like that but that's obviously the normal length for university but you know as you're saying that I'm sat here and I'm like I didn't go to university um (laughs) a lot of people might not know that I did do remote university so I studied online but I only completed the first year But I never, obviously, that's very different from regular university, so I never had that experience because it just wasn't something that really, like, interested me, and I don't regret it. Actually, when I speak with my students, I actually talk quite negatively about universities and going to universities, but, like, I can see from, like, your perspective, like, the main good point is that, that, like, for some people, it's just, like, really good just to be able to get away from home for the first time. Like, I obviously did that anyway, because I decided to go to Japan and then went to Canada. But yeah like for some, like especially like I guess people in the UK, it's just like a nice experience to like move away from home. Like that's what a lot of people do. That's what my sister did too. But like from an educational perspective and career perspective, for some things obviously it's completely necessary, but like I don't think it's necessary all the time. Like if you want to be like a doctor or going to any kind of field that's quite specific then like obviously you need to have that qualification but like I feel bad because I know there are a lot of people as well you know they do just go primarily for the experience and then they end up like in a career or a job that's completely irrelevant to what they studied and then I feel like did they just waste thousands and thousands of pounds
1: (laughs) they probably did
0: probably (laughs) probably but I mean for you that's not the case at least I mean you said it was still no. a fun experience, but you also got a career out of it. So let's get... Yeah,
1: as long as, long as the course you're doing is is an, a course that you think will actually lead somewhere mm-hmm. and is uh, something you enjoy and it's not just something you think, oh, I might enjoy it for a year, but then I might leave. And you're not just wasting your time and the uni's time yeah. for a year like dropping out
0: if you decide to drop out from university well do you miss living in Falmouth
1: (laughs) yeah I miss the the fact you could walk five minutes and be at the side
0: of of the sea and yeah it's very calming do you think you would ever move back or are you enjoying kind of like life where you are now where you're living or would you like to try living somewhere new
1: I don't know I guess it where the job takes me
0: really isn't it Mm, where the wind blows (laughs) (laughs) or maybe i should ask you this it's the beginning of the new year so did you set yourself any goals for 2020 (laughs) no not really there's nothing in particular you want to do no Well, you are coming to Canada to visit me, and you also said you're going to go to America too, which is pretty cool, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, New York, anyway. Yeah, no, that's America. New York's America. <laughs> no, it is. It's a pretty big deal, you know. It's it's quite far from the UK. I guess people just always group together uh, English speaking countries. They always group together Britain and America. But like, not every British person gets the opportunity to just travel to america because it's not easy it's not cheap most of the time and Mm -hmm. uh, so it is a big deal so you do have a big journey ahead of you this year you get to travel to america and canada i think that's a it's not a goal but it's something that you get to do this year which is pretty cool
1: canada is so huge it is
0: if you compare it to the size of the uk for sure
1: (laughs) Everything's big compared to the UK, but I mean, like that place looks huge on a isn't map. it?
0: Like the second biggest country after Russia, or I think so. It has to be. It might be.
1: It sounds like it. I've heard that before. Now you say that.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty sure. But it is just like a lot of land, a lot of trees, a lot of nature. You know, the population yeah. of Canada is half of the UK. Um despite the size. So when you think of it like really? that, yeah. So the population in yeah. the, of the UK is around, I don't know, I'm going to guess like 68 million somewhere in the 60s. And Canada, I believe it's in the 30s, like 32, 34 million. So much, much smaller. Yeah. yeah. Do you plan on visiting any places in particular while you're in Canada?
1: Other the Niagara Falls. Falls, I'm not quite sure.
0: Niagara Falls in Toronto, and then visiting me, right? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. it's such a big country. Like, I haven't been outside of Ontario either. I really, really would like to, but it, like I always say, it literally costs the same amount for me to fly back to London as it does to a different province in Canada. It's just so expensive. Yeah, because it's such a big country and nothing in, well, certain things like this in Canada just just aren't cheap. When, yeah i don't know canada's kind of behind on a lot of things and they don't really have like cheap air travel they do if you're traveling maybe within like an hour or two but that's kind of it Mm -hmm. um so yeah it's much it's actually much cheaper for me to fly to england than it is to fly within canada Um, but i always hope in the future as well that i'll get to travel around and you can always come back to and visit more places if you want and you're always welcome to come and visit me
1: i want to see it in the summer that would be really nice
0: yeah, it'd be much different. Well, you're visiting in May. Yeah. And it's actually normally pretty warm in May, Isn't hopefully. It? Yeah. Uh. So you're visiting the southernmost part of Canada. So it is the warmest part in Canada. Oh. Um. But probably the temperature in May will be like similar to British summer because our summers are much hotter. Normally we have 36 degrees and very mm-hmm. high humidity. So that's why most people have swimming pools here. But um, in the UK, it's normally in the 20s. So it'll probably be like 23, hopefully, if we have good weather. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> so it's not too bad. Yeah, things things will just slowly be starting to come into bloom. Okay, Jess, I'm going to wrap it up there. Thank you so much for being on tea and chat today. Is there anything else you'd like to say to the listeners?
1: Um. Happy 2020. <laughs>
0: that's that's a good way to end it i like it happy 2020 it's still january um try and do your best and achieve everything that you want to achieve yeah i think that's that's the only advice we can give is just to give it your best shot sure Sure. (laughs) thank you jess (laughs) bye-bye bye-bye